You hit the microphone, buddy. You gotta turn around. Can you turn around, cat, so that your tail's yeah. not in the microphone? You gotta, you gotta have, you gotta face the microphone, not ask the microphone. Yeah, if you fart in the microphone, we'll hear it. Turn licking, around. He's licking my arm. Anyways, hey. lights, lights, camera, camera action. action. This is the month of movies podcast for February twenty twenty. I'm Scott. Sorry, <laughs> this is twenty twenty. I'm Scott. And I'm Jason. And uh, this year we're watching uh, Alphabet Moot Style. Yeah, you're doing it more than I am, but um, basically each month we have two letters, and I pick one movie of that letter, and Scott picks one. So January we watched A and B movies. This one we watched C and D movies. So I picked a, a C movie, Scott picked a C movie. I picked a D movie, he picked a D movie. And we'll go like that through the alphabet, through the months. Yeah, and then whatever and then other Scott's, movies. Yeah, and then Scott's watching whatever other ones he has that's from those letters too. Yeah, because it, it gives me a reason to like, go like, I bought this movie and I want to see it, but then I'm like, meh. Now this is forcing me to go, give this movie a shot, just because it's not a horror movie. You can still watch it, and then I go, that was a good one, or not bad, or whatever. So, you know, that's how it works. So for the movies that I picked for this month, my C movie was... Your C movie was Cure for Wellness. Uh, Cure for Wellness. I just dis- I disregarded the A, just for Cure for Wellness. Yeah, I got rid of those and A's. Yeah, I figured, uh, the, whatever. Yeah, and... Um, so Cure for Wellness is a bananas movie. Basically, the main character, uh, uh, Harry Osborn, from the Amazing Spider-Man movies, he uh, works for this like big, super big Fortune 500 company, and they're like, hey, you done fucked up, we, and we're going to fire you, and they go, he's like, oh, don't fire me, I'm very important, and I get lots of money. They're like, well, they want to pin this on someone, so the CEO has been up this, at this retreat, this health retreat, could you go up there and get him, and he can answer to this, all this shit, and he's like, all right, cool. So he goes up to this retreat thing, like a health spa type thing, and uh, and the guy's like, I don't want to leave. But then he slowly starts figuring out all this weird shit, like he doesn't want to leave, but no one wants to leave, and there's this weird well, history. He, got, and... he also got into a car accident, <coughs> so he kind of got uh, stuck there, too. Yeah, he couldn't. He, well, he, that was after he like was leaving, the guy's like, I don't want to leave. He's like, all right, well, let's, let's go. And then he gets a car accident. He's like, well, no, you can't leave. But then he's finding out more about... Someone's like, once you come here, you can never leave. Yeah. But you... you, you, Like, I thought I was prepared for this movie. And there's so much weird shit involved that I was like... I don't know if I liked it or not. I did. I liked the weirdness. Did you see Shutter Island? Yeah. This is better than that, I thought. I'd have to watch it again. I don't want to watch it again. I, I, I... Like, I'm... The only thing I didn't like about it is that your DVD kept skipping. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it didn't have scratches or anything. I don't know why. Yeah. I was in the whole scene and, like, skipped. I'm like, oh, I missed the scene where he got his teeth drilled yeah, out. Yeah, at least in Shutter Island, they didn't drill out teeth or yeah. pull teeth out or anything like gross. that. Yeah, they were doing some really weird shit. Yeah. Like, having a... Uh, mm. Like I, I I like to s- suspend my disbelief sometimes and but this is like oh it's realistic ish 
until a certain point you go, what the fuck is happening? Right. It goes from like a thriller to a psychological thriller to a... Almost, it almost felt like a fucking comic book superhero movie at one point. I'm like, what is this? Like, oh, here's the secret identity of this thing. I'm like, what the fuck? You got eels, you got water dripping, people dehydrating and shovel fights. Dude. I liked it. I gave it... I don't know what to say about it. Like, I... There's so much to dissect. A weird... Yeah, like, I love finding out, like, weird histories of things in movies. Like, I love that, that back history stuff. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted a better backstory to the place than what we got. I don't know. I was going to say, it felt like there was stuff missing, but it could have been missing stuff. I didn't like how... It feels like in some movies they go, hey, here's what's happening. And if you pay attention close enough, you might figure it out. This felt like, hey, mystery, mystery, mystery. We're not going to tell you anything until until like the last minute you go, oh, by the way, this is all the stuff that happened, and then this is why it's happening. You're like, oh, gee, we would have never guessed that. Right. And like, it felt like they were like purposely like just you being You mean like buried. a Stephen King novel? Kind of, but like, <laughs> it, felt, it felt like they are you know, at least in Stephen King movie, like novels, it's not like, hey, the dog's acting weird. Why is the dog acting weird? Why is the dog acting weird? The dog's acting weird. Oh, he's invaded by aliens, like, or he's possessed by an evil spirit. You go, what the fuck? You know, it, it's like, huh. That's kind of accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that happens right just, away. You just explained Cujo. I did, and I saw this moment. <laughs> oh, jumping ahead, are you? See, I gave uh, Cure for Wellness a seven and a half. I gave it a six with a question mark. <laughs> because I think I enjoy... I, Enjoyed the ride, but yeah. there are certain bumps that I was like, "You could have slowed. You could have like those speed bumps. I, I didn't like. I didn't get bored watching it. I enjoyed the ride. It was a little weird. I, like you said, I was trying to figure stuff out, and then it's like, oh yeah, I couldn't have figured it out. Um, like me putting the pieces together were not the same puzzle. Um, yeah, but I liked it. Um, I there also, there's a part. There's a part like for some reason. Okay, so there's a part where he's like in this big tank. Yeah. And they're like, all right, you got a hose hooked up to this so he can breathe, and he's just floating like in a hyperbolic chamber type thing, whatever the fuck it's called. Hydro, font, whatever. And the guy that's supposed to be watching him to make sure nothing bad happens. He's jerking off. He's just, yeah, he's just standing there, all of a sudden a female comes in and she's like, show you my boobs. He's like, all right. And he starts jerking off. I'm like, this, it felt like, like, the nudity in this movie was so uncalled for in all the times that the nudity, nudity happened. And the one at the very end made me just go, no, no, because of reasons. <laughs> like, I don't want to spoil the movie, but there's like, there's some information they give you right at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, so a little piece. Sorry. I'm just saying like, you know, uh, I'm just saying when the character is said to be 13 years old and you see them naked, even though the actress is 22, it doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> yeah. Let's just... That's... Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. So I picked Chopping Mall. <laughs> Speaking of gratuitous nudity. Um, so Chopping Mall, uh, the movie came on in the 80s. It's been on my list of movies I should see. Um, I did not... Like, I went in... Okay, Chopping Mall. It's people dying in a mall. Yeah. 
Obviously. Expecting a serial killer or something. Right. I did not expect killer robots. All of a sudden, I'm like, the movie started. I'm like, am I watching the right movie? Because it's like a RoboCop type thing. Like, we got these new security robots. And I'm like, what is happening? Oh, this is for the mall? They need security robots in the mall? The people watching the demonstration, though, were fucking fantastic. (laughs) What is this going on? (laughs) Yeah, so basically, they have this. You can push the door open. He's playing playing with the strings. Um, So they get these robots, and they get struck by lightning or something. Yeah, like like the building gets like... So then they go rampage, and they just go around killing people. And all these workers at this one store in the mall are throwing a party. Like a sleepover sex party um, in one of the stores. And the robots start killing people, and they're like, Oh, we gotta stop these robots now! And it's just... Them trying to figure out a way out of the building and not get killed by the robots. And I don't know. It was ridiculously fun. Um, it was bad, but good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't an amazing movie, but it was one of those hokey movies, but it was entertaining. Um, you got anything else you want to say about Chopping Mall? <sighs> like, the part that I was a little saddened by... Was like, hey, I'm a robot, and it's like, oh, let me see your ID card and stuff, and then, like, but the, the guy doesn't like he's stealing something. And it's like, they zap him like with a taser, and he falls down. And you go, oh, okay. I wish they showed you more of the things the robots that the robots had, right? Because when they start killing people, like, he just reached out an arm and like stabbed him. Like, what was that arm for? Like, they oh, it's something like he sp- they spray like gasoline on the ground. Like, is this supposed to happen? Like, what the fuck? Like, I wish I knew. Right. The, the, just the examples of what the robots did. Like, that did. demonstration should have been longer. Yeah, yeah, like, just so Because the, like, they're like, like, these don't kill. I'm like, the, why do they have these things that yeah, kill why them? They have like a, why do they have, like, a fucking buzzsaw or whatever, you know? It's like, it's... It, it was like, that kind of thing was the, the thing that made me go... You you just said the robots, they got they have contraptions, and then you go, how do you want to kill these people? I don't know, let's do let's do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Let's have a flamethrower, fuck it, you know, or whatever, whatever the, the, the... There's no real good setup. Yeah, yeah, it was like, like well, that's just a part of the script we can just not worry about, and then we'll just do whatever, kill them however we want, because they're robots. But, um... God damn it. The, the, I'm just remembering the elevator part. Yeah. Um, I gave Chopping Mall... A six. I gave it a seven and a half. So kind of tied. Yeah. Um, but I think I enjoyed Cure for Wellness more, so I'm picking that one. Yeah. Uh, my D movie, though, was a movie, again, that I saw as an advertisement when I was a kid on the back of comic books. Uh, and it was a comic book. I don't know if it was first. I think it was a comic book first, possibly, because it was in Dark Horse Presents. Okay. Uh, and then also they had like a they also had like a movie adaptations, but I think I'm pretty sure I'm like seventy percent sure it showed he first showed up like Dark Horse Why don't you presents. Tell people <laughs> so uh, that way about. Tony can yell at me. Um, but Doctor Giggles, uh, it's about uh, I, I did I did enjoy the opening scene and just explaining who this guy is and what the situation is. But he's a guy who he's not a doctor. But he thinks he's a doctor, I guess. Yeah, his dad was a doctor. His dad was a doctor. He, oh, pretend, right. he pretends to be a doctor because he wants to be like his dad. But then he just has a really weird, maniacal, like, giggle. And then, uh, so at the very beginning, 
he's performing surgery, you go, oh, he's a real doctor, and then you realize they're in, like, a mental hospital, and they killed all the guards and stuff, and all the mental patients escaped, which I want to know the other part of that story, or, like, where are the other mental patients that escaped? But, uh, so, yeah, so then the, the doctor is just going around the town, just killing people, and then the main character is the girl, one of the girls from Charmed, who isn't Alyssa Milano or, uh, or, uh, Rose McGowan, just the other one. Um, so, and, uh, but, yeah, it's, the movie, it's, it feels very comic booky, Right. Like, for sure. But, um, I don't know, like, it, I don't feel like the plot wasn't really there, like, they started explaining a little bit about why he's weird, because, like, he hid in that body, and stuff like that, but, like, when he was a kid, he, like, hid in a cadaver. Um, but I I guess I wanted more from it, because um, it was just like a a doctor giving weird weird pun jokes and like and then killing people and then like just the way he acted, the acting when he was giggling and walking around that was creepy, but otherwise he's just like, oh, it looks like you need to get more shots. And you're like, oh yeah, he's just talking like a doctor does. I guess that was I guess that's kind of the point then I guess. Mm-hmm. Because he actually seemed kind of like a doctor. Yeah, it does look like... Because it's like uh, Largo Entertainment, who made this movie, signed an exclusive first-look deal with Dark Horse Comics to develop and produce films based on the companies and comic and franchise. Okay. Dr. Giggles was the first film produced as part of the deal between Largo and Dark Horse. So I'm assuming it was a comic first? Must have been. Or they released them at the same time? But, yeah, it was also one of those things that I'm like, this is a franchise, right? No, nope. this is the only movie. Just the one. So maybe it was like, oh, the movie didn't do that well. Uh, we'll just keep doing comics then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, some of the special effects in the movie were amazing, and others were terrible. Like, it's like they had two different crews. Um with some of the stuff like oh the stuff dealing with the doctor itself looked pretty bad but then everything else looked really good yeah but i don't know i thought it was eh yeah um <coughs> it didn't really do much for me i gave it dr giggles a five and a half okay um i did as well did you yeah <laughs> wow i didn't expect that dr giggles a five and a half oh um the movie I picked for, for D was Dial M for Murder. Just push the door, cat. There you go. Oh, so close. You got to you got to push more effort onto that, you buddy. You explain the movie, L. Um, so Dial M for Murder is a Hitchcock film. Um, so basically, this guy realizes that his wife is cheating on him. Um. And this guy comes up with a plan to kill her, but also get away with it. Um, so he hires this guy through blackmail to, uh, he's like got this whole plan planned out saying, this is what's going to happen. You're going to come in through the door, blah, blah, blah. Like he does step by step and he's going to like make it look like he came through the window and has this whole plan put in place on how he's going to kill his wife. Yeah, like he like he lent him the key and then like when you're done with the key put it here so I'll I, like put it back So I have it. And, and like yeah. all this other stuff and um but things go south pretty quick. 
Yeah. Um, so, like, when the guy's about to murder his wife, she fights back and... Uh, Stabs the shit on yeah. the scissors. Yeah. Kills him. And then the cops come and go, no, they, like, the whole way he set it up, like, there's no way that could have happened because this, 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 and, like, everything just went ass backwards, which I thought was funny because at the beginning of the movie, because the guy that she's cheating on him with writes detective novels uh-huh. and he's like yeah you can never get away with it in real life he's like what do you mean there's so many variables you don't think about mm-hmm. where in a book you're putting all the variables there so like you don't know if this is going to happen the right way and then it, this movie is just a pure example of an example of mm-hmm. stuff you forget about or don't expect yeah like oh he came through the window no it was raining he would have had footsteps like oh shit yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I was intrigued watching it the whole time. I thought it was entertaining um, and clever. I got confused. Not confused, but like I was taking a back when I was watching. I'm like, okay. Well, since so like intermission, I'm like, why is there an intermission in this movie? And then and I'm like, wait, that means the movie's half over already? Nothing happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> it felt it felt very short for a movie, but it was probably like an hour and a half long. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, Master of Suspense for sure. Um, I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, I gave Dial M for Murder an 8. I felt bad because I don't feel like I'm smart enough. I were in 45. I don't feel like I'm smart enough sometimes with, like, these detective things. Yeah. So I was watching it, I'm like, okay, okay. And they're like, oh, he's doing this now. He's doing this. And the detective's, like, super smart and fucking sm- right. figuring this shit out. And I went... And then, like, my, I look away for five seconds, and I come back, and I'm like, wait, how did he figure this out? Oh, no. What? How did he get busted? Like, I was, like, just, I was super, like, just trying to pay so much attention to go, that's how they, how, that's how they got this figured out. Mm-hmm. And then, but I was, like, I think I figured it out. And then Kristen fell asleep. So then so she woke up, and she her. goes, what happened? I'm, like, well... They framed the, the like, uh, this is, like, the first half. Like, they framed the wife saying that she killed this guy. And, it's like, so she went to jail. And so she's like, but it wasn't her fault. I'm like, hold on. Let me tell you the story. And then I'm, like, trying to fill, fit her, fit, fill her in. Mm-hmm. And, like, what I think happened. And I went, I hope this is right. <laughs> but, um, no, it was entertaining. I mean, it, I thought it was going to go. It's a, it's a movie that basically just takes place in the apartment. Mm-hmm. So don't expect it to like, extend beyond that. Um, right. But, the only part that was outside of it was when he was at dinner and made the phone call. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the very set up. The very, very set up. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When she was, when his watch didn't wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave Dial M for Murder a 7. <laughs> I gave it an 8. So, yeah, Chopping Mall. We gave seven and a half. Cure for Wellness seven and a half. Dial M for Murder eight. Doctor Google is five and a half. Uh, I don't worry, Those are C and D movies. Yeah. Uh, first movie I watched this month besides these uh, was a movie I started watching a couple months back, and then I just stopped because I was running out of time. I didn't want to go to bed, and I realized there's a lot hour left of the movie, and I'd return to the library the next day, so I just stopped watching it because I saw it was on Amazon Prime. But I watched Killing of a Sacred Deer. Mm. So, I don't know how to explain this situation. Um, I mentioned Lobster like a month ago. I watched the movie Lobster. 
it's the same guy, same director, same actor, Colin Farrell, same director. And I don't know if he's just like, that's how he directs. People just go, hey, read your lines. And you go, okay, I'm going to say my lines. No, no, no. Just read them. Don't act to them. Read right. them. Because everybody in that movie, there's like... I think he does it on purpose because... It's unsettling. Right. And I think that's the whole point. Because the movie's unsettling, and the way people are acting is unsettling. And I think that's like to play along with the plot. Yeah. Because it, w- it wouldn't be as weird of a plot if yeah. it was just straight out. Yeah. So, um, the plot of this movie, it's kind of hard to explain it without jumping into telling you like the the key points of the movie because it's about a doctor who's a heart surgeon right and he he had befriended this young boy right and he like buys him gifts and like takes him out to lunch and all this stuff like that and the kid seems like he's on the spectrum but i don't know if that's the actual character or just how everyone seems from that movie um, and then the doctor has, has played by Colin Farrell, and then his wife Nicole Kidman, and then their two kids. Um, and uh, suddenly one day the kid, the boy, just stops like being able to walk, like he's falling down a lot, and he's not eating and stuff. And then the boy that Colin Farrell befriends and says, "Okay, this is how it's gonna go." Yeah, you, my you, dad, you died. killed you killed someone in my family, so I'm gonna kill someone in your family. Uh, it's, gonna, it's gonna start happening where like. They're not gonna. Um, they're gonna, gonna lose motor functions. Lose motor functions. They'll stop eating, and then they'll be bleeding from the eyes. And then after that, uh, they they'll die. die. But so you have to choose one person to kill, and then the other ones will be fine. Otherwise, they're all gonna die. If yeah. You don't pick one. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. And then I'm just like, but how? How? Why? Like, how is this happening? Like, because obviously he's a doctor. He's like, there's no way that can happen. And, and then uh, it does. And he's like, what's happening? And also, until, like, late in the movie, when he realizes he can't do anything about it, that's when the emotions come out. But it's initially like, oh, he can't walk. He's like, all right. You can well, walk. Well, it's like, well, our kid's in the hospital, whatever. What's for dinner? And you're like, you don't give a... Do you not give a shit about anybody? Also, the fact that, like, there's a part where Nicole Kidman's character... Uh, they're they're and it scares me a little bit knowing that he's a doctor because then they like they have sex by she her goes limp. laying on the bed and pretending to be under anesthesia. Yeah. Did you watch this? Yes. Oh, I think I, I said she was limp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I, I, thought, I thought you didn't have a chance to watch it. No, I watched it. Yeah. So like, what the fuck is happening? So you picked. Movie where a guy masturbates to a nurse and a doctor who has sex with a limp wife. Yeah. Oh, just wait till I explain a movie I watched in March. Because that movie is fucked. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I shouldn't be allowed to pick movies anymore. Um, but Killing a Sacred... To be fair, I did pick this one to watch for my cable. Yeah. But <laughs> I just really quote... Like, apparently I'll just say things, like, very strangely, like... I wanted to go to the store today, but I decided to go to the store. I can always go to the store on Friday. Like I'll just like say things like that, and like, what am I in fucking killing a sacred deer? Because they'll, like, when he's when I was eating spaghetti like a couple weeks back, I was just like, I started I started reciting this the scene where he's like, when I was a kid, my dad used to eat spaghetti, and then I saw him eat, eat spaghetti, and they're like, wow, he eats spaghetti just like his dad. He, he takes it in a fork and he twirls it up, and he eats it. And then, and then, that's and then why everybody eats spaghetti. And then I got mad, and then Christian was like. 
yeah, that's how everyone eats it. I'm like, I was quoting the movies. Just, oh. He eats spaghetti just like his dad. No, everybody eats spaghetti that way. It's such, like, I don't know. That whole scene was amazing. Just, just eating spaghetti, just talking to the story. I, like, I don't know what, like, I mean, 2020, you're off to a weird movie start. But uh, I gave Killing of a Sacred Deer. I mean, watch it if you want. I'm not going to say don't, but get ready. Like, you had to be in a mood to watch that movie. Like, get ready for an experience, because that isn't a normal movie. It's so unsettling for so many reasons. I gave Killing of a Sacred Deer a five out of five, a five and a half out of five. Wait, uh, no, five, god damn it. Five and a half out of five? Wow. <laughs> I need it to give it a five and a half. I gave it a six and a half. Okay. Um... What just the, happened? The Caffrey talked. Oh, that's right. He did the favorite. The what? The movie, the favorite that was up for Oscar this year. Oh, um, I'm gonna just, or last year. I don't remember anymore. Since I already, I already like kind of mentioned this movie. I watched the movie Cujo this month because it's a C movie um, that I owned. If you don't know anything about Cujo, it's I already a dog. kind of explained it. A dog gets bit by a. Uh, I mean. In the book's a little different, but in the movie, a dog gets bit by Basically a... Basically, gets rabies in the book. Or in the movie, I mean. Yeah, he's the in movie. the movie, he gets bit by a bat who has rabies, and the dog slowly loses his goddamn mind. Uh, but and the, main... the mother and father... Or mother and son are trapped in the car with yeah, the dogs outside of the, it. the car is breaking down, so then um, he she drives her car up to get her car looked at, and the dog's, like, there and just annihilating everyone around. It's like... Like, yeah, he killed a lot of people. Um... I mean, there's more story to it because, like, the wife, you find out she's, like, cheating on her husband, so the, the husband's mad at her, so, like, that's part of the reason why he doesn't, like, go after her right away, like, because he's like, I oh, can't find her. She's over this guy's house. Nope. Wait, what? Wait, where the fuck is she? Type thing. Uh, pre-cell phone era. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We yeah, get in the books, it's a, it's, she, it's kind of an evil spirit that, uh, it lives in the town of Castle Rock. This is a Castle Rock book, by the way. Takes place like in Castle Desperation. Rock. What? Like Desperation. No. Isn't it a spirit like Desperation? No, it's, it's like it's like an evil, like not because the totems. Not that e- not like that not the, into that level. Oh, okay. It's just like a. People are like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like the dog is like just kind of possessed by a cop who killed people. A uh, cop from Dead Zone. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. Spoiler yet. alert! You I... find that out halfway through the movie. Um, but no, Kujo, I like the book a lot. Well, through the movie or book? Dead Zone? The cop. Oh, sorry. I thought the possession of the dog was halfway through the no, movie. No, no, I was no. like, wait, what? No, 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 no. The, uh, the, the, like an evil, a serial killer in Dead Zone. They find out who it is like halfway through the book. Oh, okay. And then, uh, then that serial killer dies. And then this, basically the spirit of... Like, whatever is, like, kind of possessed that person to be a serial killer mm. was what gets into the dog. Okay. Um, but... I'll see. Uh, the book is really good. The movie was decent for, for, for like, being the fucking Cujo. 80s. Um, so I gave Cujo, I gave it a six. I mean, I liked it. I won't watch it again for a long time because I'm, like, it's not overly spectacular. The ending's very different. <laughs> yeah, because... Yeah. Yeah. I think you told me how the book ended. Yeah. But, and also, like, reading the book, 
you can draw out a lot more scenes and like explain stuff because like yeah you do a lot more descriptiveness yeah they went on a little picnic and uh just the idea of like they had a thermos full of milk and they're trapped in the car in a hot sun and they they are dying of thirst but they can't drink it because it's old milk that's a very visceral like idea and feeling when instead of just going oh they look they look warm (laughs) you know so i get kuju a six okay so i pre-oscars um everybody kept talking about this movie parasite eve from south korea um so it got nominated for best picture and stuff and then i'm like i want to see this movie i don't know how so once it came out on blu-ray i picked it up and bought it and watched it and i'm glad i did and then it ended up winning Best Picture, which surprised and angered a lot of people because it's a foreign film, and that means I gotta I gotta read it if I want to watch it. Also, oh, we want American movies. Yeah, it's whatever. But I I love this movie. Racist. Um. So basically, the plot of this movie because I'm getting so sick of telling people to plot this movie because everyone at work keeps asking me because they don't want to watch it because it's got subtitles. <clears throat> But basically, there's this uh, low-income family who is struggling um, to get by. Uh, the, his dad lost his job, and, you know, it's going bad. But the main actor, like, the main s- actor is the son of the family. His friend is a tutor for this this kid, this girl. And he's like, yeah, I'm teaching her um, how to you know, speak English and do all this stuff. Um, but I got to go across. Con- I have to go to a, I think he's going to America for studies and stuff like that. And he's like, do you want to be the tutor for her? Um, I can put in a word for you and you can be her tutor and then you can help her out until I come back. And he's like, sure, we need the money. I'll do it. So he pretends that he's like a tutorer and stuff. He fakes the application and all this stuff. And he gets the job to tutor this girl and while he's there, her little brother is uh, rambunctious, and he likes painting and stuff, and he seems like he's got too much energy, and the mom's, like, getting worn out from him and stuff. And he's like, oh, I know this girl who's uh, who uh, does art therapy, and she can help your son um, get to the root of the problem and stuff like this. And she's like, oh, that'd be awesome. Thank you so much. And it's his sister... So he sneaks her sister into a job pretending they don't know each other. So now him and his sister are both working for this family. And then eventually uh, there's like this whole, I don't know how much I want to give away, but he ends up like making it so their driver gets fired and then they hire his dad. And like eventually the maid, they get rid of the maid and his mom comes in. So basically this whole, their whole family's working for this family, but they're supposed to pretend they don't know each other. Yeah. Um, and then, like, a pivotal part of the movie, which I'm not going to tell you about. The aliens um, come. But there's, like, stuff that leads up to it. But then when it happens, it just feels so surreal and unbelievable. But it's believable. Like, yeah. this whole movie could take place in real life. Yeah. But just the way the movies build it, like, the slow buildup. And all of a sudden, like, there's, like, one scene and just, like what the fuck and then it just gets weird from there and the ending i was like this is amazing just because it was like it's it's it could be a realistic type movie but um i don't know i loved it 
it's just not like movies you see like because it's the movie itself is a journey so you're like going through this and like all this routine stuff is happening but you're like where's this going where's this going it's like you're on a roller coaster and just waiting and riding and riding until you get to the top and then you're like oh oh, no and then um and i think that's probably why it won best picture because it's not just based on a true story or an adaptation of this or that is like completely original screenplay. And, um, I don't know. I loved it. Uh, even though I only gave it an eight, okay. um, <laughs> and that's parasite. Speaking of a Oscar nominated movie. And apparently, uh, I think Mark Ruffalo bought the script to turn it into an HBO miniseries. Parasite. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know how far that got, but that is what I heard after. But anyway, um, Go ahead. But speaking of a Oscar nominated, uh, Oscar nominated uh, movie, um, the next movie I watched was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I watched that one too. Whoops, I skipped a whole bunch. I guess, but whatever. I, that was a good segue. Uh, so <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, takes place in Hollywood. Sixties? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was sixties. Almost like 68? Yeah, because it's Summer of Love, and that was in Manson. Yeah, um, so you follow a main actor, a main character who is a actor on a TV show. It's like a it's, it's like a, a Western, Western TV, TV show. show yeah, um, and you're you, you're kind of watching him try to like expand more and be an actor, um, and just kind of like get more parts because he's afraid that he's washed up now, and uh, but you see him and his and his buddy who's a who's a stunt double who's played by Brad. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. I almost said Brad Affleck. I got very confused. You're going to say Brad Apple. Brad Apples. Um, And uh, you just... It's... uh, So you kind of... I mean, I feel like the movie doesn't really have a point to it. Right. That's half the reason I didn't care for it as much as I was hoping. Because it's like, okay, you're following this. I understand the premise is that Leonardo DiCaprio's character is trying to, like expand his role and move past this TV show he's known for. But those parts were awesome. Like I I, re- I realized I actually think that Leonardo DiCaprio is a no, good he actor. Is. He is a good actor. And Brad Pitt, I realized that after watching The Beach. Okay. Um, and Brad Pitt is fucking amazing. He's just amazing. But like okay, so aside from that that's not really a plot because no. there's no there's no solution at the end of that yeah. with his character. Um like he gets roles in movies and stuff, but like, what? I don't. The movie just—it feels like there's stuff missing in it. Yeah. And then like the payoff at the end, isn't really a payoff. It it I expect like, it was almost a three hour long movie, but I was enjoying watching it. But after I got done watching it, I wasn't like, this moved me. This changed my life. Like it's. It's a there fun... are parts where like it jumped and then he's in what Europe or something, yeah. and stuff. I'm like I don't understand what's going on anymore. But yeah, no, you lost me. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I I still thought it was like a it was fun to watch. Like I wasn't like it didn't feel like a, a three hour long right. movie to me at all. Because like maybe once... it did for me because I watched it so late. Because yeah, because when, when we watched it, it was like middle of the day, and then when like at the very very end where it's like the action sequence, and I'm like, you guys stop watching. Tarantino movies at 11 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> you never finished Django. Nope. I, I fell never, asleep. I never started watching. That's what happened I with... I started uh, watching that at 11 o'clock, too. Yeah, Jackie Brown, that's what happened to me. I started watching it late at night. 
But that's when I watch movies and I get done with work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's. I, I mean, I'm sure like the people are like well, it's a commentary on ho- whatever. That's fine. It's a Hollywood. I know it's like a, it's a Hollywood movies Hollywood people's movie. Yeah, it's made for people in Hollywood. Yeah, and I'm sure. not. I'm not. I'm in Green Bay. Um, we're in a flyover state. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. But I'm glad I didn't see it in the theater. Yeah, I'm glad that. I'm glad I saw it, but I'm also glad that I didn't pick it up to buy it. Yeah. Um, I picked it up to buy it. I I gave it a 7, even after crapping on it a lot. I still gave it a 7. I gave it a 7 and there a was, half. There was some really fun scenes in it, because um, Tarantino's good at making some fun scenes. Um, but, like, the overall... I don't know. Yeah. Inglorious Bastards was better. I wouldn't say that. Well, it was like three different stories. Yeah. I don't know. I, li- I liked this one. Uh, I gave it a... What's about time? And the, little girl, the little girl from American Housewife. She was amazing in this. From American Housewife? Yeah, the little girl. What the fuck is American Housewife? It's a TV show. It's a sitcom. Oh. The little girl from that was the little girl that was... When you read the book? Yeah. Like, yeah, she was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, she's really young in this movie. So that must have been before she was on that show. But yeah, I gave it a seven. Did I say seven and a half? Yeah, I said seven. Okay. okay. So okay. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, going back, going back to my uh, other order. movies I was watching. Going back to your order. I remember watching this movie years ago. Like back when you lived with Brian, and we watched Super Bad, and I was like, that movie sucked. Yeah. And, and then, then we watched it, and we were right. And then I watched a movie called Beer Fest. And I remember watching that and going, that was a funny movie. I remember saying it was okay. I remember saying it was better than Superbad. I think I remember saying that, too. And Brian got mad at us. Because <laughs> he liked Superbad, and he hated Beer Fest. Well, I watched it again. Guess how well this movie's fucking aged. No, I'm shaking my head. It didn't. It's not a good movie. No. It's bad. It's not good. I don't know. I should lend you Slammin' Salmon. These Broken Lizard guys. Because <laughs> that's another Broken Lizard movie. So, like, I don't know if they were just acting. Like, I guess I don't understand the appeal of drug abuse as a main plot is funny. Like, I don't find weed humor funny because I don't smoke it. When people are like, I need to get a drink. Drink, 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 drink. That's not amusing to me. Like, oh, I love beer so much. God, I, and the, the plot, like the amount, the most of the plot is them going. I'm drinking a lot of beer. I love beer, and I go, I don't. So the plot of the movie is that these guys, their grandpa dies. But then <laughs> this is completely different. But like, you're watching a movie. Let's say Friday Thirteenth. I love killing. Kill, 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 <laughs> kill, kill. I don't like killing people, but I like that movie. <laughs> Because killing is a, it, it, there's a more plot to it than just going, I like how this feels. I like beer. Like, people doing things that make them feel different, I mm-hmm. guess that is killing. He's making them feel different. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's a different part of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're also not, like, siding with the killer. No, 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 not at all. But you're trying to side with these people who are drinking Das Boot. But there's more of a conflict, there's more of a fucking conflict of going... We need to stop someone that's killing people. That's a big conflict. That's supposed to 
I want to drink beer better than this person. Okay. Well. Yeah, but you could say the same thing for any sports movie, too. I don't like sports movies. Right. Exactly. This kind of was a dumb sports movie. Yeah, it was basically if beer drinking was a sport. Yeah, because the, the, the guy, his grandpa dies, and then they go, go spread his ashes in his homeland, Germany, and then they find out there's this underground beer festival, and then you, the people are running it, which there's a lot of good actors in this movie. Like, Will, like yeah, like your little buddy Will Forte is in it. I love Will Forte. Um, but they find out that their grandpa betrayed these Germans because they stole their secret recipe of beer. And they said, you can't, like, you you get the hell out of here. And they go, well, we're going to train for this beer festival and then beat the Germans at it. So you get the recipe back? And then, well, they they, they fucking find the recipe. And it's, it's not a good movie. I gave it a five. Beer Fest, I gave it a five. There's one joke that they did that I appreciated it for them. Because one of the guys ends up drowning in a vat of um, beer. And they have a funeral for him and stuff like that. And like, boy... We're never gonna be. Uh, we're never gonna be, um, uh, be able to f- uh, win this this fucking thing, this this beer fest without him because he was the best. And then his brother comes in. He's like, "It's ah, I'm his twin brother," and he's it's like, the same "I actor. taught him how to drink like that." Like, whoa! He's like, "In fact, call me the same nickname so that I like <laughs> or whatever." And it just. It just made me laugh. Just like, oh, we added conflict and then like immediately fixed it. Yeah, and just pretend nothing happened, but to add more like motivation. That was a comedic thing that I enjoyed. But beer fest, <laughs> give me the same nickname you gave him. Yeah, it's like I can't remember. Was dump, 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 gravy. Uh, 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 Keep going. <laughs> You're almost there. <laughs> uh, t- uh, city dump, dump, dump yard, t- dump, dump, dump truck. Don't know. Don't remember what his name was. That's all that matters. Okay, so I watched a movie called This Is Where I Leave You. Dump Gravy? I can't did, you, did you give a final score? Yeah, I gave a five. Dump Gravy. I'm, no, no, I'm just trying to remember the guy's fucking name. It's like, what's a, where, what, what do you, what do you, like, he's a, he's a <laughs> landfill. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dump Gravy. You know. Where they put it, the no, landfill. I kept thinking of a graveyard, I'm like no, it's but it's a it's like a it's a dump graveyard. Gra- <laughs> it's, it's it's the graveyard it's of the, the dump. It's the graveyard. graveyard of trash, landfill, dump gravy, uh, dump grave. Anyways, what movie did you watch? <laughs> I don't know how I can transition into this movie. <laughs> um, this is where I leave you, uh, Jason Bateman, um, and a bunch of other people. Jane Fonda? I think that's it. I haven't even heard of this movie. Um, Basically, Jason Bateman plays a character who works for this shock jock who's played by Dax Shepard. Oh, Jesus. There's a lot of people in this movie. Yeah, there is. Um, And, you know, he works for him and stuff like that. He gets home and he finds his wife having sex with his boss, Dax Shepard's character, and he gets angry because it's her, it's her birthday. <laughs> he has a cake and everything to surprise her. And, oh, he walks in on her having sex. Um, so then he, like, moves out. And then his dad dies. So him and his sister, like, Tina Fey. Um, I can't remember who else is in this it. This came out, like, six years ago. Yeah. Um, Adam Driver's in it, yeah, though. Yeah, Adam Driver. His, was he an actor before Star Wars? Yeah. Oh. It was called Girls. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So, like, basically the brothers and sisters get together with their mom, and they have a traditional Jewish funeral where they have to sit in these chairs, and just everyone comes and visits them and talks. And Jason Bateman doesn't want to mention that his wife cheated on him and all this stuff. So he's just pretending, oh, yeah, she had something to do, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it just, it's kind of a sad, depressing movie, but it's got comedic elements in it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you find more, like, it's basically Jason Bateman trying to, because um, the family drifts apart as they get older and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, everyone tell a story about you and your dad. And then Jason Bateman's character couldn't think of one. Because he's like, I don't remember having any good times with Dad. Stuff like that. But by the end of the movie, he remember, he thinks of one and stuff. But anyway, it's just like all this conflict that's going on in his life. And he's like, I don't know what to fucking do. His wife, he, his wife cheated on him and left. His dad died. Like, his, yeah, Adam Driver's the young brother who's just like an asshole. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I remember seeing a trailer for it when it came out. And I was like, I want to see this. This looks pretty good. There's a lot of people in it, and it's, I don't know, it was good. I'm pretty sure it was Jane Fonda, right? Yeah. Okay. I just, I really, that's the mom. I got really excited because uh, one of the characters, she was in Nashville, and she's also in American Horror Story and stuff. Uh, her, her name is... Oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same name as one of our friends. Tracy <laughs> Sullivan. Yeah, she's like the psychiatrist that uh, Adam Driver is dating. Oh, Tilly Alphant is in it? Yeah, he plays he plays a guy who got into a car accident and had brain damage. So he plays like a special needs guy. Ben Schwartz. Abigail uh, Spencer. I need to see pictures. Is a... Oh, yeah, Ben Schwartz is the, uh, the rabbi. Um, and they... What was his character's name? Uh, Rabbi Charles Groder, Grodner. Okay. Sorry. AKA. Yeah. Oh shit. AKA something. It's got a nickname probably, but he's like the guy that they all picked on when they were little. Boner. Yeah, when they were younger, it's like hey, and he's just like yell. Like Adam Driver keeps calling him Boner, and he's like, I'm trying to do mass here. <laughs> stuff. So there was there was funny and funny moments in it and stuff. I enjoyed it. It was a it was a, a larf. Um, I gave this is where I leave you a seven. I checked it out at the library. Roseburn. Roseburn. There's been tons of stuff. Um, this is where I so seven. you. Seven. Uh, the next movie I watched, I'm going to blow through this because it, was, it wasn't good. So Black Dahlia. Everyone oh, knows yeah. the story of the Black Dahlia. Kind of. It's a, a girl who got murdered and got her body cut up or something. Yeah, they, they like someone dismembered her body and like, like cut her torso in right? half and stuff. Yeah. It was a girl who was trying to be an actress. Um, so, it, yeah, it's, and then, like, they like they, they never... Oh. It's, like, to this day, it's still a, an unsolved mystery on who killed her. Um, but they, they basically sliced her mouth open, so she'd big smile and cut her torso in half and through her legs and whatever. Um, so this movie... Because they found her head at, like, the Hollywood sign or something. No, no, no they just found her body because someone thought it was a mannequin. Oh. It was just, like, in the grass on a, in a lot. Um, so this movie, I found out at the end, it was based on a novel, oh. a fictitious, uh, uh, like a fictitious novel, like a historical fiction novel. So it's not actually the Black Dahlia murder. It, oh, it is, but the characters uh, surrounding it, the, the Black oh, Dahlia fake. story is, and because they solve the murder in the movie. Because um, you can't have a movie without a solving it. Exactly. Well, but kind of, uh, 
Zodiac, uh... Zodiac, they didn't solve it. I know, but they kind of had the guy at the end. But that's also based on, kind of... Yeah. They, they had a couple people that they thought could have done it. Anyways, uh, so you, you follow... Shit, I can see his face. That I, the guy, I, I, one guy I like, one I guy I don't to, like. To look at because th- there's different versions of this movie. What year did this one come this, out? This one is Scarlett Johansson, uh, Aaron Eckhart's in it, and Josh Hartnett, I think. Um, um oh, well, thanks, IMDb. Uh, but yeah, it, they, Jesus, I can't type Dahlia, Scarlett Johansson, Dahlia, Josh Hartnett, and Aaron Eckhart. 2006. Yeah, Two-Face. The other one came out in the same year. I'm almost certain. But Josh Harknett and uh, Aaron Eckhart, they are both um, police officers, and during the Zoot Suit Riot, they're, like, working together, and uh, they used, but they used to be, like, boxers, and they go, hey, man, we need a lot of money for our police departments and stuff because of all this stuff. So they, they had a bill that they were trying to get to pass, so then the two of them got back in the ring and fought each other for like money does to... Scarlett Johansson Black Dahlia no uh the someone... oh there it is K-Lake yeah um <laughs> what wasn't Black Dahlia no it was, it was a short uh was the name of the, the lady who was the Black Dahlia her Mia Kirshner Kirsch Kirshner mm. anyways uh so then you find out then after the after the the, so then they get, they they fight and I felt like I was a no you don't need to know, do this shit, but then um, you're trying to spice up the yeah yeah, uh, but then Josh Hartnett's uh, sorry Aaron Eckhart's character the the whole Black Dolly thing happens, and uh, his character gets starts getting really mad about this like he he starts becoming like over enveloped in like trying to solve this case. And but you like you hardly ever see him in the movie because you're following John Hartnett's character who's falling in love with his wife uh, and like all these other people and Hilary Swank's character and man like, too much I, side plot. But then the, the side plot turned into the main plot. But I didn't give a shit at that point. <laughs> By the time they're like, oh yeah, this is who did this is why it happened and this is who did it. You know, I went, I don't care, I don't care. And then a crazy old woman is fucking like, just shooting her mouth off. And, and like, it was fucking boring as hell. And it was shot like garbage. I hated it. I gave it a five. <laughs> I gave the 2006 version of Black Dahlia, which uh, on MDB gave it a 5.6. So, I mean, pretty close. Pretty close. Cat. <laughs> See your paw. Fucking okay, shit. So, what did you watch after Dahlia? Oh, the next movie I watched was, uh, along the, the topic of black, I watched Black Sheep. Oh, the, the I almost said Adam Sandler, uh, Chris Farley. No. Chris, the, oh no, the one with the sheep, we didn't watch that. I did. I didn't. I have it, I have it. The killer sheep. It's, uh, <coughs> not as great as I remember it being. The trailer. What do you mean, you saw it before? Yeah, in college. Oh, I just saw the trailer. Oh, you you never saw it in college? No. Oh dear. So the movie it takes it's an Australian movie. And it takes place in Australia. Uh where this kid grew, <laughs> I know the trailer was the best part of it. It it takes a turn in it that just I don't care for. But um so this this 
People who like this also like Black Sheep with Tom Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck and Adam Sandler. No, um, so a kid is going back to his hometown because, but he's afraid of sheep because his brother fucked with him as, as a kid. But now his brother's like a big, uh, a big time like Congress person or something. A big, he's important to this city. Uh, but then out of nowhere, these sheep just start attacking people. And uh, so you meet the main character, and then he's, like, with some people that are, like, hippies, hippie-ish, like, what are they called when they fight bad things? Protesters. Like, they're, like, they're protesters because, like, they're... And they fight bad things. <laughs> <laughs> like, government, like, corporations, because the corporation that uh, is experimenting on, on sheep. Oh, Jesus. And... So these are experiments. So the sheep just start attacking human beings... Um, because they're trying to make fluffier, like, wool and stuff or whatever, like, better wool for these, for, like, for selling and whatnot. Uh, it's <laughs> silly. Like, watch the trailer, because it makes it... Because the trailer's so much, better. The trailer's so much better, because it's just the timing of, the, like, he turns around, and there's, like, sheep, and he's just, like, staring. Burr. Like, just the, the, it's a, com- it's a, like, a horror comedy type movie. But um, just the around the same time, the suspense, and then they turn, and it's just a sheep just staring at him. They turns again, and there's like two sheep just staring at him. Sheep are funny, like they got the weird eyes. They got the weird eyes. They're funny. They the noises they make are funny. Just the the just watching them bounce around, like is funny. But um, yeah, it's it's a movie about a bunch of sheep that kill people. And it's a weird, silly movie. It's, it's you're just looking at stills from the movie. The sheep just in the fucking doorway. God damn it! Um, Blocking the exits. But I mean, the movie. There's not a huge like. There's not a lot of substance to this movie. Um. It's got some cool practical effects, like gory wise and whatnot but i mean overall it's a silly movie it's fun i give it a six though it's not like you get to rush out and see it mm-hmm. but yeah i thought you i thought you watched it in college when we did i don't remember uh, i remember the trailer in college yeah but yeah i gave it a six it was all right but so I'll, yeah go ahead oh is it a, a movie i said i watched uh because Black. we watched we watched Borat last year. Oh no, Bruno! So we watched. I watched Bruno because I got it for free. Because Mike just gave me a, a DVD copy when we were cleaning out the club. He's like, "You want a Blu-ray?" He's like, "You want this?" I'm like, "I'll watch it." Bruno uh, is Bruce Willis's nickname. Is it? Mm-hmm. I typed in Bruno and Bruce Willis is the first thing that popped up. Oh, maybe he was slated to play the no. Sasha <laughs> nickname Bruno. So in Borat, he was a a fake person from. Kazakhstan or whatever, like trying to do do a documentary. In this, in Bruno, he's like a sort of German. He's Austrian. Austrian. That's Austria's in Germany, right? I don't know. I don't fucking know. I feel geography. It's not Australia. I know that. No, but he's like he's sort of German, and he's a a fashion show host, and he realizes that he's not he he his popularity isn't very high because he keeps getting kicked out of places because he's doing a fashion show. And they kicked him out, and he's like, oh, no one likes me. So he decides to come to America and try to become popular in America by trying a bunch of different things. They're close? 
Yeah, it's like saying the Czech Republic is Germany. Uh, whatever. I, I'm not gonna. Geography. Geography. Um, but then he comes to America and he tries making like a, a made for TV show, like a TV show in America, interviewing celebrities, and like he tries all these different things to try to become popular in America. Um, very much in the same vein as Borat, but you can tell there's a lot more like set up for it. The there's not as Borat's funnier because his voice. Very nice. Uh, yeah, he just. This is. His gay voices. Yeah, well, his character was also like flamboyant. He yeah, he's gay and he gets involved in a lot of places that hate gay people, and that's kind of funny. Just watching rednecks get mad. <laughs> Fuck you, rednecks. Um. Graphic nudity. Yeah, there's a lot of nudity. There's although there was one part that I did find funny because he went to a um, like a swinger party, and then like, and the, and everyone's like, oh yeah, and like just yeah, you just have sex with whoever you want here and some of that, and one of those guy, other guys like having sex with this woman, he's like, oh yeah, you're doing it. He's pretending to be straight because um, he's never tried that before, so he's pre- pretending to be straight because people hate gay people. And he's just like at this orgy, like, oh yeah, whoa, she's pretty. And then he's like starts like giving the guy a back rub and he starts getting mad. That was kind of funny. But uh not not great. Borat was a good one, and then they did this one. And I then think they, there was Yeah, the di- dictator, I think. Yeah. But uh I didn't care for Bruno. I didn't think it was that funny. I gave it a four. Yeah. Seems fair. Yeah. Seems fair. To be fair. To be fair. I was going to look to see what the order of those movies were. I'm pretty sure this was like after, and then it was Dictator was a couple years later. I'm almost certain. Because I think he even did like... Yeah, because he did like a bunch of stuff in between. I I think he did like Talladega Nights after Bruno. he He did Sweeney Todd before Bruno. He was in Sweeney Todd? Yeah. The more you know. Well, because there's... Borat, the cultural learnings of America for the benefit of glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Yeah. He did some TV stuff. Sweeney Todd, Madagascar 2. Oh, yeah. Bruno. Um, But is it... Hugo? Is Dictator, like, is that... Dictator. Is that, like, a fake, a faux uh, documentary, too? I think so. He's all to watch that next year. Three years in a row of... And then he did Les Miserables. Sasha Baron Conan documentaries alright historic story of dictator who risked his life to ensure that democracy would never come to his country huh. I heard this one I mean I heard Bruno wasn't good but I heard dictator was pretty decent yeah. but I don't know I was yeah. like I saw Bru- I saw Bruno Bore I saw Bro Rat I get the genre <laughs> I, get, I, get the, I get the gist I get the gist okay so I watched uh it, uh, the Hulu series Into the Dark. Ooh. Every month I've watched them. Um, some of them have been amazing. Some of them have not been amazing. Um, this was another one. Um, <laughs> this is another one. <laughs> this, guess which category? Guess which category? I'll tell you by the end of my vote. Um, so this one is uh, takes place in Valentine's Day because it's February. Um, it follows this pop group who. Uh, is pissed at this other singer for stealing their 
look and feel uh-huh. and becoming popular off of it. Because the lead singer is like very poppy, uh, blue hair, um, like big sunglasses, like style. Okay. And then the the other character is exactly the same. Um, and it has like, it watches as they're like, her songs hit the charts and stuff like that. And then you find out that their produ- they, they had the same producer for their albums. But then they had a disagreement and stuff, so he started a new person and basically did the same style, but it worked for her. And the original girl's pissed because she's like, I wrote these songs, so I should be able to sing them, and everyone's yelling at her for copying this girl, even yeah. though she was first. Um, and there's, like, they're playing this venue, and there's, like, protests and stuff, and basically fights break out, and then someone gets killed, and the music producer's like, oh, how great would that be to get somebody's last dying breath on, uh, as a sample? Jesus. Yeah, so then he, like, kills people and stuff, and then, like, there's fights between the two bands, and it, it, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like it had a decent buildup. Yeah. But it felt like there wasn't much of a plot. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was like, I started getting confused on who is who. <laughs> I guess that's the whole point, is that they look exactly the same, but they're played by two different actresses. Um, and then the end, I'm like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Um, so it's one that you could probably skip. I gave it a six for my Valentine. Okay. Um, there's been a lot better ones. It's just an interesting style that they were going for, like just the way it was shot and stuff, and... Like, ooh, we could shoot it like a music video, kind of. And they had some pretty creative stuff. Like, I'm sure the guy who made this film is huge in... Oh, sorry. This lady who made this film is probably huge into music and yeah. stuff. And wanted to do a horror based on music. Um, it should have been a musical. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I gave Into the Dark My Valentine a 6 out of 10. Okay. Um, a movie I watched uh, recently. It's apparently, got a seventy-five percent on. <coughs> you got like a four or something on IMDb though. Yeah. Four point five, I think. I'm looking at this Just Watch app. Um, next movie I watched was a classic from our childhood that I haven't seen in a long time, An American Tale. Yeah, Fievel. Yeah, Fievel. Musowitz. I always thought it was Fievel, like F E F, F E I F, but it's. Fievel with a V. Muscovitz. Not that it matters, but... Um, <laughs> Muscovitz. It's... Uh, if you haven't ever read or saw this movie... It's adorable. It's... At the time this came out, there were two companies that made animated films. Disney and the other one. Warner Brothers? And this was the other one. <laughs> was it Warner Brothers? I don't know who made it. I think... I feel... I'm... 90... I'm 85% sh- I'm 25% sure it's Warner Brothers. Um, I'll but see if it says on here. It's a movie about a boy mouse. <clears throat> Jesus, can't even think. <clears throat> uh, it's a movie about a mouse who... Yeah, because um, they're the same ones that did Fern Gully and Secret of Nymph. Nymph? Nim? N-I-M-H. Nim. <laughs> um... It's about a family who uh, of of mice leading Russia, which I thought it would have been like 
whatever else Jewish it's people Soviet Russia. Yeah, it's it's like a it's sort of a a, a Jewish type thing. Actually, I guess not because some of the some of the mice don't have that accent and stuff. This mm-hmm. is like Italian mice and all the other stuff. So just a bunch of mice. But these mice are going to America because they heard there's no cats in America and it's well, streets a line of cheese and then other lyrics from that song. So they all get in a boat and then Fievel falls off the boat because there's a big old storm in the middle of the ocean and then the rest of the movie, uh, then they all somehow make it to land and Fievel is trying to find his parents and he always keeps getting tossed into trouble because he knew his dad like played a fiddle or a violin or something so he keeps hearing like violin music and he's like ah it's dad and then he runs into a, a lair full of rats so like hey we're rats we're evil people and they're like, oh i'm a cat i'm doing this or i'm a i'm a bird and i eat mice but i'm not gonna eat you this time or whatever and stuff um very light-hearted fun movie but very also dark uh like jesus christ like i watched this as a kid huh all right it was like one of the first movies i saw in the theater yeah it's uh it's pretty depressing of a movie. I'm not gonna lie. It's like like Jesus, like they fucking lose Fievel. Like oh, we lost him. The, the one of the daughters is like, we'll find him. And the dad's like, no, he's gone. Like just the parents just gave up immediately. Like fuck him, he's dead. Um, yeah, that's right. And all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> and blame before time. All these cartoons as kids. Yeah, it's, um, it's Amblin. Amblin. Oh yeah, the the fucking. Um, Steven Spielberg yes. company. Yeah. And Don Bluth is the, the guy who did those. Yeah. They're trying to, similar to Disney style. Um, but yeah, uh, American Tail, uh, I gave it a 6.0. I don't know. Uh, and then another classic back from my childhood, but more of a high school. Fightful Goes West? No, no. We didn't watch that one. We just watched <laughs> the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to show my girlfriend... Scream and she's the like original. Yep, and she's like, uh, I don't know. I tried watching it once and I couldn't. I wasn't. She's like, maybe I wasn't in the mood for it. I'm like, yeah, the classic C movie Scream. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is like one. Like, this is up there, probably my top ten favorite horror movies. Like the Scream. And I'm like, it's so like. Let's just watch it. If you don't want to watch it anymore, we can turn it off and stuff like that and whatever. And uh, so we watched it, and she's like. She seemed to enjoy it because then she's like contemplating like us jumping to the second one right away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just to warn you, the first one's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one's not bad. Four is pretty good. Four is good. It's a good reboot. Like it's mm-hmm. they're okay. So Scream is a horror movie where um, a bunch of high schoolers are getting like killed off by a, a person who's like crank calling them and then wearing like the the famous ghost face mask. Um, but then one of the main characters, Sydney Prescott. She is like it's, they seem to be kind of focusing on her because a year prior her mother got killed, mm-hmm. and um, and it's like happening around the anniversary of her mother's death, so like the the killer is coming after her a lot and stuff. But then there's a whole bunch of crazy characters because it's like it's like a generic horror movie. But then one of the characters is a huge horror movie fan, so he's kind of like the meta character saying like, "Oh, in horror movies, this is what happens, and never do this or this and this and this." Um, and it's super fun because, like, this is back for Jamie Fox, not Jamie Fox, Jamie Kennedy got really annoying with his prank shows and stuff. <laughs> um, and the, the like, the, like, like, just the the cast in these fucking er, like you have Matthew Lillard and you have uh, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. uh, Neb Campbell, um, uh, uh, 
fucking what's his nuts the the boyfriend skeet all rich um <laughs> fucking uh, henry winkler's the the principal and like and all this stuff like that and then the second one is like sarah michelle geller and like fucking uh dude from sliders and like all this stuff but like they had a shit ton of cast cast members but like i don't know the first one is always like it's such a fun movie for me because it's like it's Wes Craven is awesome. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just... Uh, uh, yeah, but Scream... Um, Scream, uh, I don't know. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a fun movie. It's not straight-up horror. It's like a... I don't want to say it's a comedy, but it's a like a, a horror adventure-ish. Oh, he did do the second one. Yeah, yeah I think he did the all three. And I don't remember if he did the fourth one. He might have done the fourth one. Yeah, I think he probably did. But then he passed away, and I don't know if they're going to do five and six, because they were planning to do a second second trilogy. trilogy. But it makes sense because... That was, like, 2011. Yeah, because in the first movie, I think... I think... Jeez, that was almost ten years ago already. Yeah. The last screen movie. Because the first movie, like, they go, oh, here's the rules of, the th- of a horror movie. Yeah. And then the second one was, here's the rules of a sequel. Third one's, here's the rules of a trilogy. And the fourth one, here's the rules of a reboot. So it was kind of neat. Um, but yeah, I gave Scream an 8. Scream. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. The main character from Scream 4 is the same one from Truth or Dare. Is it? Yeah, Lucy Hale. Oh. I just remember um, Ro- uh, Roberts. Mm. Julie oh, Roberts' daughter. Emma, Emma Roberts. Or it's niece, I mean. Yeah. yeah, I don't like her. Yeah. I... <laughs> She's all right. So the next movie I watched, you also watched. I did. What is it? Ma. 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 Okay, so I remember when this trailer came out, I was like, what is going on in this movie? I want to see this. And then I saw that it was put on HBO, and I'm like, I'm going to watch this. And there's not much to it. Um, It's pretty... But, But there's still also so much to it, but that it doesn't matter? Right. So basically, there's a bunch of these high school kids who are trying to get alcohol and they see this lady played by Octavia Spencer and she buys them alcohol and she's like, you're going to come to my house. I got a basement. You can just party down there. That way we know we're, I know you're safe and doing all this stuff. And then she's trying to be like super cool and hang out with these kids. Yeah. But she's coming off like super aggressive, not aggressive. Uh, um, She's constantly messaging them and getting on their nerves. Needy, yeah. So, like, um, we should stop hanging out with her. And then she gets, like, very defensive and then just goes crazy. Well, she she guilts them into saying, like, oh, I'm dying. I have cancer. You should feel sorry for me. Hang out with me. They go, oh, okay. Yeah. But then, like, as the movie goes, you get to see, like, her backstory of when she was in high school and stuff like that. And, like, I guess how she is this way now doesn't make much sense but like she's still having regrets from high school and takes it out on these kids who are like the kids of the people she went to school with and stuff yeah like yeah but i mean it wasn't anything like spectacular for a movie it felt like there should have been more to it but also they went a little further than i thought they're going to right like it, like toward the like the beginning, it's like okay, this is kind of creepy. What the yeah. hell is going on? They, and then at the end, they're like, just start killing people. Like, yeah. What? Like it was it was like, all right, creepiness level one, two, three, and then just four. Oh, oh shit, we're running out of time. Uh, four, seven, uh, ten. You're like what? Whoa, wait, whoa, too fast. I was like that escalated quickly. 
I want to be your friends. Dead. <laughs> yeah. What? I'm going to cut you up and do things Just to you. Just kill you. Yeah. Paint your face. So, I gave it a six and a half. I gave it a six. I The reason I gave it a six and a half is because the beginning was good. Like, the slow build-up was really nice. But then, like, the last 45 minutes, probably half hour, I was just like, they don't know what they're doing with this yeah. movie anymore. Um, <coughs> it's like the slow reveal, and then you're just like, that's the reveal? Also, I feel like weird. Like, I feel like they had Alice and Janie in there for no reason. Like, she was like, she's the, the vet. Oh, okay. She yeah, was yeah. the vet, and she's like, she kept like, she was just there. Like, like you have a big named actress well, and Octavia and, Spencer was the big name yeah actress. I know but like but it felt like she was there for three minutes of the movie yeah I don't know it's like weird. a guest star kind of yeah but yeah I gave Ma a six and a half you gave it a six I gave it a six um <laughs> the next movie I watched <coughs> was a movie uh called Can't Hardly Wait no, I saw this movie a long time in ago. In high school, yeah. If I remember right, it's still entertaining. Yeah, I felt a little cringy at some points yeah. because I'm like, oh, high schoolers, high schoolers from the '90s, like late '90s, early 2000s, because like Ethan Embry uh, plays a character who it's like their last last day of school um, for high school, and uh, there's a girl he always liked, and he wants to give her a love note at the party because she just broke up with her boyfriend and um i mean the whole character the whole there's a whole slew of characters like seth green is in it um fucking uh 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 Meyer. um like i i i the names i can see all the pictures of the faces and stuff but like there's a, a jennifer love hewitt that's right she's the love interest of the movie but anyways, there's a <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart was a nerd and she was uncredited in that movie apparently. Dharma, what's her name? Dharma and Greg. Yeah, she was the oh Jen Elfman. Jen Elfman cameo as an angel type lady. Yeah, um, but no, it's uh he he's trying to like he's trying to get get the nerve to like ask her out because he's loved her since like freshman year of high school. Um, but then it's all these other people like just trying to like figure their lives out in the high school like one of the this nerd guy him and his friends like try to pick on the the jock like beat the jock up because they made their high school lives hell um one girl's just trying to like she's just there because her her friend wants to be there but she's like i don't like popularity things and this sucks um you know the jock who broke with jennifer hugh it's like oh yeah we're just uh, we're just gonna forget women and like we're gonna break up all our girlfriends, and other his friends are like, no, we like our girlfriends, <laughs> and some of that, and it, yeah, and it, I like the band who wears the t-shirt of the yeah, band, <laughs> the t-shirt of their own band. He's like, well, if you wear that, I'm gonna wear my cowboy hat. And, um, but no, it's uh, it's a, still a fun movie, even though like, just Seth Green's character trying to be like, cool made me like go oh, I don't like this <laughs> um, but I can't really wait a six and a half it's still a fun movie yeah still a fun seems, comedy seems about right yeah um, okay so the next movie I watched is a Netflix original movie called Wine Country Wine it's uh, Amy Poehler Tina Fey Rachel Wise uh, did I say Amy Poehler yeah probably Amy Poehler's um, in it too uh, it's like a lot of people from Saturday Night Live that era. Um, I can't remember her name. The one who did the sweaty balls. 
Um, and a gas tire. Yeah, and a gas car is in it, and then like gas car, whatever. Gas tire. Gas car. Gas car. <laughs> um, but it's basically like Rachel Drash's character is turning fifty, so like we should do something for your fiftieth. So they go up to wine country, and they rent this cabin, and uh, they're going around to the different vineyards and trying the wine and stuff like that. And they've been friends with each other for a long time, but they all lives have moved on so they're not near each other anymore but they still have to stay in contact and basically they catch up with each other and uh you know like most uh movies like this they start some of them get on each other's nerves and then there's a big fight at the end um because they've changed so much yes the they've changed so much and they missed each other the way they used to be but there's a lot of drunken moments where they're just like drinking wine and um just like oh this wine's really good what's it called white white wine this shit's good <laughs> and stuff this is like random like stupid jokes um it's not anything spectacular of a movie it wasn't terrible but it wasn't like oh my god that was the best movie ever it's very netflix movie okay if that makes sense like hey yeah you can make your movie do whatever you want okay i'm gonna do a movie with all my friends where we just go and drink wine all right here's your movie yeah um but yeah, there's a couple points that I thought were kind of funny. Um, yeah, wine country. Uh, I gave it a six out of ten. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of uh, a lot of familiar comedy faces, comedy lady faces, comedy lady faces, and then a couple new ones that I didn't see before this movie. So there's some people. There's quite a few. There's like two people I don't recognize. Other than that, there's a lot of people I recognize. Right, and I think those two are like, oh, I don't know who these two ladies are, but like, hey. They're probably friends in real life or something. Tina Fee? Tina Fee? Tina Fee. Tina Fee. Tina Fee. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maya Rudolph's in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Paula Pell and Emily Spivy are like the two that are like main characters that you don't really know. Yeah. Uh, jumping on to. Oh, yeah. Jesus Swartzman's character is pretty awesome. Yeah. I just saw a picture of him sitting in a car playing guitar or something. Yeah. I come with the house. He's just like cooking them food, and it like goes all day. And then the next day, he's still working on the same meal. Jesus! <laughs> like we don't really want that anyway. But yeah. Continuing with the C movies that I had for the month, I watched Curse of the Black Panther. We watched Black Panther and, and Revenge and and Shot in the Dark. Or whatever. Shot in the Dark. That yeah. was a good one. I liked Shot in the Dark. The now best. this one is not. This is not. This one is same, not a good movie. Not the same thing. So the main actor, I can't remember his name, uh, but he played the black. He played Inspector Clouseau mm-hmm. in all the other movies. Um, he died like three years before this movie was made. Uh, but in the movie, Inspector Clouseau is missing, and they're like, "Well, we can't find him anywhere. We need to find Inspector Clouseau." So then the guy that like the inspect the the main dude who's like who hired Inspector Clouseau that hates him like, he's getting beat up by him he's like uh he goes he find they have this m- computer that like kind of decides who- there's a movie called Inspector Clouseau yeah <clears throat> but there's this computer that like um and that's Alan Arkin yeah this is an Alan Arkin I can't remember the dude's name Peter Weller shot in the dark um. Yeah, that sounds Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers, ah, but anyways, um, so the shot in the dog. So the, the, this is a computer that like is it the revenge? That, no, this is return curse. 
curse. Curse. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Son of? No. No. Um, but they, they make uh, they have a computer that, that makes this program that tries to find someone that is as good as Inspector Clouseau. But then the guy, the, the main dude's like, I don't like Inspector Clouseau. So he like changes the um, equations and stuff. And they end up getting a guy just like Inspector Clouseau from America. And he's not funny. But then he's on a trail to try to find where Inspector Clouseau went. But then other people are like are on the same trail and they think he's they try killing him and stuff. There's like a weird love interest thing that doesn't feel like it meshes well. I'm really being very bored, very bored of this movie. Um and uh like it it was just so boring. And then like Eventually, <clears throat> so he's like just trying to find Inspector Clouseau, and like that—that's that's like that's the plot. At, at one point, he's like, "There's a dude that's fighting." He like they're like just okay. fighting okay. kung fu in the alley, and he's stuck in a garbage can while this woman is fighting. And it, like, I was bored. I was bored. <laughs> this review is like after Peter Sellers passed away, the producers of the Pink Panther franchise tried to carry on without the star. As evidence in Inspector Clouseau, having another actor play the bumbling French detective was not the answer. Yeah, eventually, at the very end... Um, they tried to fill the void left by Sellers with old footage in Trail of the Pink Panther, and then tried to induce a new character, the counterpart. Yeah. Thus, the Curse of the Pink Panther. Yeah, they uh, they would have... You would see... Clifton Slay. You would see... Um, a, a person walk in and wearing the suit, like the coat and everything, but you could see that they're like they weren't the same size. And then you'd hear him like talking, like I am here to get the diamond. And then, like and but then his like face was in his shadow, so you couldn't see who it was. You're like, like is this gonna be an imposter? No, nope, they just recast him as someone else. I'm like, at least that's what I gathered. Uh. Yeah, because Chief Inspector Jacques Clouseau was played by Roger Moore from the Bond movies. And he falls down a few times, so you know it's him. <laughs> so you know it's him. I get, Not Chevy Chase. Like, I, I was like, I was so mad. I got this movie for free, and I was like, I wasted money. I gave it a four. I gave Curse of the Pink Panther a four. Oh my god, they had one more after that. Probably. I'm done the, with these Pink Panther movies. The Son of the Pink Panther. Um, he finds a mask. <laughs> okay, so the original is Pink Panther, then Shot in the Dark, yeah. and then Inspector Clouseau, then The Return of the Pink Panther, Pink Panther Strikes Again, Revenge of the Pink Panther, Romance of the Pink Panther, Trail of the Pink Panther, and Curse of the Pink Panther. And then Sutton. And then Son of the Pink Panther. And then the reboot with Pink Panther 1 and 2 with Martin Sh- Steve Martin. I kind of want to see that one just to see... What they did. Because that can't be so, worse than this. So, Steve Martin plays Inspector Clouseau, and then Kevin Klein is the chief inspector in the first one. Okay. And then the second one, Kevin Klein doesn't come back, but John Cleese is that character now. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. But weren't you guys watching it that one time with Mike, and he was yeah, the only we, one laughing? We, we were shooting a video one time, and the whole the whole point is like, we were having a get together. The video it was a bunch of us getting having a get together with um like to watch a movie and it was like Mike's character, his like 
it was his turn to pick a movie. And he's like, oh, I brought Pink Panther apart to do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. Like, and they're like, we're like, all right, drink, drink game. Drink every time we laugh. And then we start watching it. And then Mike's character is losing his shit. And everyone else around us, like, we're all just, like, stone-faced. And we tried shooting this video, but Mike is a guy But who... you just have to t- tape him separately. Like, you should have just been like, okay, we're going to tape all the cutaways of us just staring. And then, like, then later just do Mike. But the problem is... Oh, because you like, want to do wide shots. Yeah, wide shots. And then, like... And then he's like, like laughing, and he's like hitting us, and like and drinking, because like, and he's getting more drunk because like he's drinking. He's the only one drinking. We're just like, but him just losing his shit was so funny that we didn't have any good takes. Yeah, because you're all like, you could tell you're trying not to. Yeah, laugh. we could all we were just all like biting our lips or like looking at our phones or whatever and stuff. So I we didn't watch a whole lot of the movie, but. <laughs> Because it was just mostly just... It was part two. It was the John Cleese we had, one. We hit on mute so that we had, like, lights flickering on us and stuff like that, but... Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, that movie... So, yeah, Curse of the Pinked Panther. Was four. I gave it a four. Okay. So, <clears throat> I watched this weird movie that I saw a trailer for, and I was like, huh, that looks weird and entertaining. And then it popped up on Hulu, and I was like, I'm going to watch it. It's a movie called... The Elvin the Chipmunks. Part do <laughs> no a movie called art of self-defense okay um jesse eisenberg is the main character in this or the main actor um i'm not like the biggest fan of his no but i did like him a lot in this movie yeah. um basically he plays get this a nerdy guy what? who can't make friends what um and at the beginning of the movie, he's like, oh, because he's got this little tiny, like, wiener dog as his pet. Uh-huh. And he's like, goes in the kitchen to take the bag out to feed the dog. Oh, I'm sorry. We're out of dog food. I'll be back. And then he like, leaves, goes to the grocery store to get dog food. And on his way back from the grocery store, a motorcycle gang comes up and, like, beats the shit out of him, like, inches to death. Like, they're all wearing helmets and stuff. They got the speed bikes and stuff. Not, like... You know, Sons of Anarchy bike game, yeah. but like the the racing um, with the helmets and stuff, and they beat the crap out of him. He wakes up in the hospital, um, and like he, yeah. So then he's like, I gotta defend myself. So then he goes to the store, goes to buy a gun. He's like, What kind? I'm, I'm looking to buy a gun. Like, oh, what do you what do you need it for? Self defense. Oh. So you want a handgun? And then he fills it out goes, okay. Oh, sorry, there's like a, a two-week waiting period on this, you know, in case someone gets angry and shoots somebody and stuff like that. So you'll have to come back in two weeks. He's like, oh. So then he leaves, and he's walking past a karate thing, and he's like, huh, and he walks in, and he's just like intrigued. So then he like decides to join this kid's karate class, and there's like kids everywhere, and he's like so excited because he, he gets the yellow belt. Uh-huh. And it's just like, and they're like, you're cool. He's like, what? He goes, I think you can handle the night class. When's that? At night. He's like, oh, okay. And then it's like where they use karate, like, and beat the shit out of each other. Uh, like, like one guy's arm gets snapped in half Jesus. and stuff. It's just like, you weren't ready. And like, it just like escalates really quickly. And he's like, I don't know if I want to be a part of this. And they're like, come on, you have to. And blah, blah, blah. And like. 
by the end, it gets really weird. And like, the way the movie ends, I'm like, okay, that was a movie. Aliens. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's It was different. And like some of the stuff, I'm like, how did I not see this kind of, some of the stuff coming, um, the way they were setting things up. But yeah, there was a scene that I laughed so hard that he was like, he wanted to wear a yellow belt all the time, but he's not supposed to wear a yellow belt with because without his gi and stuff. So he like special orders a leather belt that's yellow, but they're like, you have to order 50. So then he buys one for each person in his class. So like one guy's got the red belt, blue belt stuff. But then the main guy's like, I can wear a black belt whenever I want now. He's <laughs> just like, that's what most belts are. Like, and there's a scene where he like takes off his belt and then like puts it on. It's like he had a black belt on. He goes, this, this belt's awesome. It's twofold. I'm wearing a black belt and it keeps my pants up. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really bizarre, weird movie. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I gave it a seven and a half. Okay. Um, I recommend it, but it, like I said, it's kind of weird. And I'm not... A huge fan of him, but I thought he did a phenomenal job in this movie. He just like felt, you know, like he just, he looked uncomfortable in a lot of situations and stuff like that. And they had some really funny moments, but it's kind of more of a, I don't know. It's funny, but I guess there's more dark humor for the most part. But there's some lighthearted humor in it too. Okay. But, um, yeah, art of se- the art of self defense. Seven and a half. Uh, the next movie I watched, I, I've seen it before, but... Um, oh, I get it. <laughs> I've seen it before, but I, I this is before the podcast. Um, I like horror movies, and I like The Exorcist. That's a classic, great horror movie. Um, and they made a movie called Dominion, which is uh, a prequel to The Exorcist. And then they said, you know what? Well, yeah, that one. That's a decent movie, but I think we can do better. So they reshot it with a bigger budget, and it was called Exorcist of the Beginnings, or something along those lines. But I, I have, I had Dominion because I already have Exorcist beginning, the beginning, or whatever. Uh, so I watched Dominion, which is very similar, but without the special effects. Like the CGI hyenas look awful. But um, oh shit, forget the the, the guy's name. But it's uh, because in the very first movie, The Exorcist, um, the girl uh, it, uh, is possessed and they get a young priest and an old priest. And the old priest, who is Father Marin, who just died. Uh, the, the, sorry, correction. The guy who played Father Marin in the original Exorcist, uh, Max Van Sendau, he just died like mm-hmm. a couple days ago. I know it's middle of March. Um but the guy who played Father Marin, who who played Eric Solvig in the Thor movies, uh, with the Skarsgård or Skarsgård, whatever that guy. Anyways, um, at the beginning of the Exorcist, the, the the like the priest actually not sorry. The in the Exorcist, there's a there's a the, the demon is like saying talking to Father Marin like he knows who he he is. Mm-hmm. This is the story of Pazuzu first meeting Father Marin. Okay. Like, he's out in, uh, somewhere in Africa? I'm saying that slightly. I don't know what country he's in. the first... Yeah, because the first movie, they have, like, him finding the idol or whatever. He he finds... They find something, but then he gets called back. Oh, okay. But he's, like, doing archaeology and stuff like that. Um... But I think it's somewhere in Africa. I could be wrong. Um... But, uh... They find this... This... This church that's buried underground... And they go, like, why would they bury a church? 
And uh, so then, like, Father Marin's there to, like, kind of help figure things out and stuff. And they find out that it was, that church was buried because there was a demon that was sort of inhabiting that area. And uh, once they, once they open the church, all hell breaks loose. Fucking nailed it. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Um. Uh. Yeah. The 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 movie itself. It's not. Yeah, it says East Africa. Sorry. Okay, East Africa. I had yeah. to find it. It was weird. Um. Because Dominion, there's a lot of movies of that. Yeah. Of. Um. But it. Uh. I feel like a, not a lot happens in this movie, but also like it's like almost two hours long. Before the legend you know is the story of how evil began. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's, tagline of the poster. So it's a prequel to Exorcist. Um, but it, it, like, you learn a lot more about Father Marin because he's kind of a small character in The Exorcist. But, um, yeah, you learn about, like, what his life was like and all the shit that he had to go through, like, you know, as a priest in, like, during World War II and then afterwards like in the 50s and stuff of that and whatever um yeah i know i i I think it's a like i'm not a huge fan of most prequels because they don't seem to be like they don't really seem to live up to the original like oh i want to know the story of how this happened and then you go well that's a five page story um but i think they did a decent job of fleshing out his character a little more i mean it's not amazing but it's also you know not bad um so if you watch, if you watch uh, the D- Dominion or Exorcist: The Beginning, uh, it's almost the same movie. But um, I don't know. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, so I gave it a seven. Yeah, the guy who directed that movie uh, was the guy who wrote Taxi Driver and Raging Bull and stuff. Okay. So he's got a. His most famous thing is First Reformed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know this one. It's a drama from 2017 with Ethan Hawke. I don't know. Never heard of it. Anyway. The last movie I have is the special one. So. Same. Okay, so we the are last, there. We're at the preview. <laughs> I was like mimicking a scarf. Yeah. And then I was like a news. I'm like, oh, it makes sense. I get it now. Uh, now we're pointing to the, pre- the section we call preview, where we uh, explain a movie to you before we see it, and then we find the movie. Then we finally watch it. Then we watch it, and then, and then uh, we tell see you if we were wrong. Yeah, uh, but for last month we watched a movie called The Scarf, uh, and, and I randomly is, got it from the library. Yes, and this is this is our uh, our assumption of what the 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 movie's about. Yeah. I'm guessing she finds a scarf in an old van in the woods, and when she wears the scarf, she talks to angels. And boy, were we wrong. Oh, Nailed Jesus. It. <laughs> <sighs> so, we were kind of right with the... With the, um... Aliens? No, with the fact that... There's a... <laughs> there's a woods? It wasn't even a woods! No. They were in a field. Um, they were on a farm. We were kind of close something. in the aspect of, uh, uh... Religion was important to the movie. Well, you didn't know that until the end. Well, it kind of, they they hinted at it throughout because at her friend her friend was like, "Yeah, you go to church." Anyways, I don't even I don't. Okay, so these two girls are Christ making are doing a project for school about UFOs, 
So they're making like this big bull, billboard or bulletin board thingy. Yeah, like a diorama type diorama thing. thing about UFOs. So they're reading all this all this information about UFOs and where they originated and but all this stuff. But they're all also talking very matter of factly. Like they know a fuck ton about UFOs and like, but didn't they, 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 this 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 and they're like just making a little sh- a fucking piece of paper that's gonna have pictures and some maps on it. Right. And like they're like, well, in the thirteenth century, uh, the blah blah blah, and like they, like. You you know way way so too much. My theory is that this movie was their school project about UFOs. Oh yeah, you yeah, think so? I think so, because it's put together like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh yeah, I could see a bunch of high schoolers putting this together as this is our project about UFOs and like oh yeah. So the, for the first half, so there's of... information about UFOs in it, and then it got dumb. So for the first half of the movie is like the two girls just like working on the project, and just talking about. stuff. Like, the project. Right. Okay, I just want to point out... Okay, I was watching this movie. The audio was garbage. Yeah. Like, it was one of those... Oh, they have a microphone in the corner, so you just hear echoey kitchen. Um, so I put subtitles on. And they whoever made the subtitles for this movie put them in the middle of the screen. It was, like, covering everyone's faces. And the subtitles were faster than the talking. <laughs> so I knew what was going to be said before they said it. And then, like... There are parts where it just said inaudible. Like, so the person doing the subtitles had no idea what was going on. You oh. have the script. You can just copy the script. Right. That's what I'm guessing. Someone else did the subtitles. Um, yeah, so they're doing this project, and then they're like, hey, let's go Let's go look for a UFO, because, you know, it's that easy. Yeah. They go, and an, a UFO shows up, and one girl gets, like, chemical burns, and then everyone thinks she's crazy. Hold on, let's flash back. We forgot the very important part, the very beginning. The oh yeah, first, like, the reason why minutes, it's called the scarf. First five minutes that don't make any fucking sense. So the reason it's called the scarf. So it starts off, and uh, um, and uh, I don't there's know why this bothers. Lady. There's an old woman who's making a, a making tea, and I don't know why this bothers me so much. But like, you know, when you see a video of a still, like you just have a camera aiming at something that's not moving. And then you take a picture and just show, like, that you can tell one's a still photograph. Yeah. They had at the beginning, like, oh, here's a kitchen. Like, the camera's panning, but it's just a still photograph. And it bothered me so much. But then, also, when it zoomed in on the fucking tea kettle, if you're going to do this, have a tea kettle that's not reflective. Because I saw the fucking camera guy, like, right up close to the fucking tea kettle. And I went... I'm out of this movie already. <laughs> but then this woman's making tea, and then she hears a noise upstairs, and she's like, what's this? What's going on? And then she goes upstairs into her room, screams, the door shuts, and then it's like, the scarf. You're like, oh, fuck, is this a horror movie? What is this? And then you just ignore that. She mentions it like once or twice, like, oh, yeah, my gra- that scarf is my grandma's. You go, okay. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. But yes, okay, so then she gets she gets these chemical burns. Right, and then she wraps her arm with a scarf. Um <laughs> But then okay, but but then she like not only the people start thinking she's crazy because like, oh she says she sees uh thing but then she she like she But she had physical proof. Yeah, her then her but her attitude just like something she's like, I fucking hate my dad and I hate that like like she just suddenly just lost her shit. Like she's like, My dad doesn't care about me, he just wants a new job in this new city singing and start a new life without me and like Whoa and The aliens are poison. Like when did like this never you brought never brought up anything like this until like that moment like I feel like they're writing the script as they're going yeah like oh, oh shit we need more de- detail on this lady why she cares um 
Let's do it. I took notes. I said I had to. Uh, the fucking... Yeah, the only thing I did was the fucking subtitles. That's all I wrote. The volleyball coach... He's lines. just watching them play volleyball because apparently yeah. she's good at volleyball. He goes, and he, this is a line, and I might, I'm, I'm trying to say it as as authentically as he did. Yeah, focus. That girl's got focus. We're gonna win this year. Mm-hmm. That's that's how well. Yeah. God, focus. That girl's got focus. We're gonna win this year. I like how he says we're gonna win as if they've never won before. Like this year, we're gonna win, not the championship or anything. Just we're gonna win this year. Um, I think it was, I think it was on, must have been on TV or something because I wrote a South Park song during a serious part. Maybe she was like, maybe it was a I don't know, whatever. Um, and the fucking teacher's voice. Yeah, he was like trying to do an, an accent. Or I don't know like. if he was trying to or if he just was like Irish and they're like, "Hey, you should be in this movie." He's like, "Hi, kids." Like, and it, we're talking about probability. God damn it! This fucking movie. So and anyways, once once they once they, the girl starts having, God damn it. I don't I, I I mean I don't care. I'll spoil this movie because I don't think you should watch it. <laughs> Two high school girls find themselves working on a school science project about UFOs. They soon realize that they're in a little over their heads after their family problems and their over obsessive person. Their over over obsessive personality misled Daniela to thinking that she must experience a UFO in order to get a good grade. This project soon threatens to tear apart their friendship, family, and her life. So, throughout the movie, people keep saying, "Oh, do you are you religious?" She's like, "No, I'm not religious at all. I don't see the point or whatever." And then once she starts acting weird, all the priests get together and like she needs help. Let's pray for her. And then they go online. They make a fucking website or whatever. Or email, email people everybody. all over the country, all over the world saying, help pray for her because something's not right with her. Not asking her what's wrong, Dodge but just being like, oh, light. something's not right with her. Like, I remember he goes, we're getting emails from Australia. We're getting prayers from Australia. And the very ending of the movie, the girl's losing her mind. So a bunch of the kids meet in a field where the UFO happened and then the UFO is like shining a spotlight at everyone and burning whatever it's touching only if it's people and then it keeps coming back from the kids being screaming being afraid of the UFO to everyone praying and then eventually like the girl goes your scarf you know from her grandma and she takes the scarf off throws it in the middle of the field the spotlight burns it and then they all pray the UFO away and I'm not joking. That happens. Mm-hmm. That's the movie we watched. They prayed the UFO away. They prayed the, world, the UFO away. The world prayed their UFO away. Which means in this world, God exists and he made UFOs and aliens. No, those are demons. Were they demons yeah. flying in the sky? <laughs> that, actually, actually to, to be true, to be, to be fair, to be you fair. don't you don't see the, the they're not UFOs. You just see spotlights. So they could have been demons. We just didn't know. Right. Like it doesn't actually show UFOs or any CGI. Like the most. Like yeah, there's there's like no effects in this movie whatsoever, like practical or otherwise. So, uh, looking it up on IMDb. Yeah. Uh, only one person has a picture on the cast. Oh no! And I clicked on it, 
And she was in the Fargo TV series. Okay. As an 18 year old girl. <laughs> I got excited because the DVD also had a blooper reel. Oh God. I couldn't. I couldn't. I got to. I can't. I couldn't. It was weird. It was. It was weird. Because obviously the coach had a, a, a scene where he screwed up a line because he's like, huh. And when him laughing at himself screwing up was the most acting I've seen him do the entire time. <laughs> That's not acting. It's no. <clears throat> Sorry, it's the most emotion I saw him give. But yeah, that was the scarf. What yeah. did you give it? Oh, shit. What did I give it? I gave it a four and a half. I gave it a three. Yeah. Because fuck that movie. I'm kind of mad that I didn't rip it, but I also don't want to. Uh, So that was uh, now the movie that I picked for the next month. Ooh, what are we watching? Another dollar store find. Uh, I bought a bunch of movies in the dollar store. It's called Burying the X, a film by Joe Dante, who is the guy that made Gremlins. Oh, Bearing the X. Bearing the X. X. Starring Anton Yelchin, Ashley Green, and Alexandra Daddario. Yeah, yeah. And I go, this has got to be worth a dollar. So the cover... I don't know who that first guy is. He was a um, Scotty from the new Star Trek movies. And he was an Odd Thomas and uh, Thoroughbreds and and Hearts in Atlantis. Some... So the cover shows uh, a girl coming out of a grave. Right. And then behind them is a guy... Holding a shovel. And kissing, kissing another girl. another woman. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. It says, some relationships just won't die. So his girlfriend dies, and he finds a new girlfriend. And his old one comes back from the grave. And is jealous. Yeah. And I'm guessing, since That's... he's holding a shovel and they're at the graveyard, I'm guessing that the two conspired to kill her. So he was cheating on her. Yeah, I'm thinking he. I'm thinking those two were like, we want to be together, but she's in the way. Kill the girlfriend, and then girlfriend comes back from the dead. Ashley Green, she was on. I feel uh, like Twilight. Was she? Yeah, she was in Twilight. I'm pretty sure. Probably. I but, can't tell because she's got zombie makeup on. But like I said, I picked it up because I'm like, I know of at least two of these actors, and I like them. I mean, and, a dollar. This would look yeah. like it'd be totally. And and Joe Dante did one of my favorite. Uh, horror movies as a kid so yeah. most known for uh, she played Alice Cullen in the Twilight oh, yeah, it's series Max says uh, Twilight Saga Anton Yelchin for the Star Trek and Alexandra Daddario from True Detective so yeah that's the movie I picked I'm excited to watch this I am too it's still sealed Um. so yeah oh yeah want to talk about the worst and the best yeah so obviously the worst one we watched was the scarf. Yeah, I gave it a four and a half. I gave scarf a three. All right, and then the best movie I watched was uh, Parasite with an eight. And the best one I watched was Scream with an eight. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, it's February. Now we get to do E and F for e March. And F. And I. F. You <laughs> pronounce it E F together as F. I I realize. Oh. If you just put the letters E and F, no, you can make it a word. I it's get F. it. Ab. F. Uh, so yeah, if you have any, if you have any uh, suggestions Maybe. or <laughs> uh, email me at stuffbyscott at gmail.com uh, if you have any suggestions or comments and saying this, no, the scarf is my mom's movie or whatever. I don't know. 
uh, stuffbyscott at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, that's, that's a wrap. This is a Scott Does Stuff podcast. Uh-huh.